0: Thanks for tuning in to our podcast. Today's message is about the storms we tend to create ourselves. What if I cause this storm, and what's my responsibility in that? Is God still with me? In these storms, the ship may be going down, but I'm not. So prepare your heart for a word from God. Amen. You may be seated. Thank you, Angela. Thank you, worship team. Hey, we're so glad you're here this morning. Hey, if you're watching online, here's what I need you to do. If you're in this auditorium, I need you to do uh, myself and yourself and everybody that you're friends with on Facebook a favor. I want you to grab your phone. If you're watching online, I want you to click on the share, and I want you to share this live stream. So go, let's just go ahead and do that right now. Let's pull out our phones and, uh, and share share that. Just go ahead and pull it out. And I wish we had some like little Jeopardy music we could play in the background right now, but Pull your phone out, go to our Facebook page. If you don't like our Facebook page, then we don't like you. But it's easy. You can go lock that and share that. Uh, Cody asked our people to do this a couple of weeks ago. God, we saw you know, over a thousand views on the video. So I believe that I've got a word today for somebody that's going to set us up uh, very, very powerfully, I believe, for the Resurrection Sunday that we'll celebrate next week. This is what I would call a standalone message. It has we're not in a series, just a word that the Lord has given me that I think will prepare us for Easter Sunday. So again, grab your phones, share this live stream, let's get this message out. Uh, I want to talk with you today about this idea. It's going down, but I'm not. Now, I want to ask you a question. The 930 was pretty responsive, so this is kind of a competition to see like who's, who's, who's more with it. But have you, ever found your, have you ever put yourself in a position that you know you shouldn't have been in? relationship, financial decision, okay, we have a ton of saints in here, that's great. Well, I'm talking to the rest of you who are jacked up and sinners, okay? That's who I'm talking to this morning. I think there are times, there are situations when God calls us to step out in faith and that it causes us to encounter a storm. There are times where he's gonna call us to step out and maybe maybe that's volunteering, maybe it's just coming here this morning was a big deal for you today. Maybe you're a first time guest, maybe you're watching online and somehow you seemingly found yourself on this stream. Now you're stuck and you can't figure out why you can't get away from it. And it's kind of like you feel like this is a potential storm for you because you're not really into spiritual things and you're not sure where you, you fall on that side of the pendulum or that spectrum. So it's one thing when God calls this into a storm, right? But what about when we create the storm ourselves? What about when we get in that relationship we know we had no business getting in? What about when we make that financial decision that we knew we couldn't afford yet we did it anyway, What happens in those moments when we create the storms of life? What then? What happens then? When I'm the cause of my addiction? What happens when you can tell everybody you want that your boss didn't lock you at work, but you know your butt never showed up on time and you got fired? What happens when I cause the storm? So I want to ask you a couple questions. What if I cause the storm in my life? And if I do that, what is my responsibility in that in terms of getting out, fixing it? And then I know you've thought this. I know you have. Is God still with me? If I created this mess, if I took that drink of alcohol knowing that I shouldn't have another drink, and then seven days later later, I'm on a bender, and I'm not eight in five days, and I look like death. And I knew I shouldn't have done it. Is God still with me? To the lady that's listening to me right now, to the lady watching online, you know you got in that relationship with that man based off his potential, but if you'd have looked at his patterns, you'd have never dated him. So now that you're in this abusive relationship, is God still with you because you knew that you shouldn't have entered it? What is my responsibility? And is God still with me when I create this mess? We all create mess. Just because my mess doesn't look like yours doesn't mean I'm messier than you. There's this incredible scripture. Are you guys with me? Oh, you seem very attentive. That's like kind of got me shocked a little bit. You're all like, I'm like, dang, I'm pretty good. There's this really powerful scripture in Acts chapter 27. I want to set up the context before we go there. There's a guy named Paul, and he is going to be on trial before a man named Caesar because of his faith. And there's some other prisoners, and they're, they're with some Roman guards, they're going to be setting sail in a season where the weather is dangerous. I mean, literally, they're going to be on a ship, and they're sailing. And this is why this is important to understand. Paul mentions this, the Day of Atonement, which was a Jewish festival that happened late in the fall, that it had already passed. So May, most likely September and October had already passed. This is why this is important. Because this stretch of sea where they're going to be sailing in, in October would be very, very difficult to sail in because of how bad the weather is. Basically, past November 11th and beyond, it was nearly impossible to set sail. And what you're going to see is there's a group of men that get themselves in a storm. They had no place being. And what we're going to learn is what's their responsibility? What if they caused it? And where is God at and all that? Amen. This is Acts chapter 27. Verse 10, Paul says, men, I believe there's trouble ahead if we go on shipwreck, loss of cargo and danger to our lives as well. But the officer in charge of the prisoners, listen, he listened more to the ship's captain. Let me right here. He listened more to the captain and the owner than to Paul. Now, we have a guy, you can't see him right now. He's running our camera, and he's incredibly talented when it comes to technology, okay? If me, you, and Nick Barnes are sitting down and working on a Mac laptop, and it's broke, you are most likely gonna wanna listen to Nick Barnes on how to fix that computer, because I'm gonna hurt you way more than I'm gonna help you. It would make sense for you to listen to him. In this moment, Seemingly, this makes sense that Paul says, Hey guys, I'm telling you, we're going into a storm that we have no place being in. In fact, it's dangerous for us to go here. But it says that the officer in charge, he listened more to the to the, the ship's captain and the owner. Well, that would make sense, right? Except what they didn't know that day was that Paul was the voice of God. And how many of you know anytime you ignore God's voice, you will suffer loss of some kind. And so what the father began to show me as I was listening to this, what happens in this moment, what happens with us and a lot of times when we're in these storms that we've created or places we shouldn't be is that instead of hearing God's voice above all others, they hear all others above God. And you know what happens when you're in a place that you shouldn't be? And I'm not just talking about a physical location, okay? I'm also talking about a mental perspective. You'll begin to listen to things that you shouldn't be listening to. And you will drift and drift further and further away from hearing God's voice. And what you'll say is this, God, where are you? How did I get here? But you're listening to every other voice above his, when he should be the one that's above all others. Verse 13 says this, it says, When a light wind began blowing from the south, the sailors thought they could make it. So they pulled up anchor. I can't tell if I want to sit down or stand up, so just bear with me. So they pulled up anchor and sailed close to the shore of Crete. What's going on here is this. This is a, a mountainous island uh, stretching about 170 miles, and they're trying to stay close to it because they know they've made a mistake. right? You know, sometimes we make a mistake. We're in a place we shouldn't be, yet we're not really entirely ready to get out of the storm, so we kind of just play it a little bit safe. We walk up close to something. It's about 170 miles stretching, and they're trying to find some safety to recover from the mistake they made verse 14 says, but the weather changed abruptly and a wind of typhoon strength called a Northeaster burst across the island and blew us out to sea. Verse 15 says the sailors couldn't turn the ship into the wind. This right here, we're talking about a, a sailing trip, a, a man on a boat going to face trial But this is you right here. This is me. They couldn't turn the ship into the wind. I couldn't make the mistake better. I couldn't fix the financial decision without facing a bunch of debt. I couldn't fix my marriage. I couldn't put that alcohol down. I couldn't get better. So they gave up. So they gave up. I'm talking to the person this morning. You put yourself in a position you know you shouldn't be in you found yourself in a relationship that you have no business being in. I'm talking to the person this morning that maybe you're like, hey, you're not touching anything that I'm going through. Well, I'm not God, okay? He is. I'm just giving examples to try to connect with you. But there is somebody here this morning. You're battling depression and insecurity. You're watching online, and you feel like giving up because there's nothing you can do about it. That is the result of making mistakes over and over, and being in places you shouldn't be. So they gave up and let it run before the gale. Verse 16 says, We sailed along the sheltered side of a small island named Kada, where with great difficulty we hoisted aboard. Listen to the thing. We hoisted aboard the lifeboat being towed behind us. Then the sailors bound ropes around the hull of the ship to strengthen it. They were afraid of being driven across to the sandbars of Syrtis off the African coast. So they lowered the sea anchor to slow the ship. Let me hear for a moment. And were driven before the wind. When you find yourself in places you shouldn't be, mentally or physically, when you create a storm and you're the cause of it, isn't it really easy to look back sometimes and say, Dang, how did I get here? And you know what? Sometimes it's years later. Like, how did I come up with this view, this perspective of this? I used to not be hateful, but now I'm always hateful. I used to laugh, but now I'm just always mean and bitter. We ask this question, how did I, how did I get to where I am? And you know what? You never ask that when you're just a few minutes down the road. Who's good at driving here without GPS two men said I am <laughs> all the wives so were like hmm never when i have gotten lost do i make one wrong turn and think man i probably went in the wrong turn or the right turn i'll take a wrong turn then an educated guess on the next one and then you know just a leap of faith in the next one until i realize listen you don't know you're lost until you're what Lost. So you don't ask, how, how did I get here until you realize where you are and what you've left? That's where these men find themselves. Remember, Paul warned them. He was the voice of God that day. How many of you ever drove by this right here, the Norris Clinton exit? Remember, ever drove by that in 75? If you're watching online and you're from Connecticut, you're not going to know what I'm talking about, but I'm talking to the local people here this morning. Imagine you're driving 75 north we're south, if you will, and you want to get off the North Clinton exit. That is your destination. That's where I'm going. Exit 122. It's my hometown. It's my stomping grounds. It's where I'm from. Imagine that's where you're trying to go, but imagine you've gotten so far off track you wind up here. You know where that's at? It's the SunSphere in downtown Knoxville, right? That's how far off course this ship had gotten. 23 miles. That's the equivalent. The North Clinton exit to the Sun Sphere is about 23 miles. It's a pretty significant distance, right? I'm talking to some people this morning where you're more than just 23 miles. It's more than just a physical radius. It's here. And you'd love to be just 23 miles off course. Because you're so jacked up right here, it pains you to even get up sometimes. And you're asking yourself, how did I get to the freaking sun sun sphere when I was trying to get to the North Clinton exit? How did I get here? And you can ask that question, or you can go look in the mirror and just find the answer. It's nobody else's fault. It's nobody else's fault. Listen to what Paul says now as the story continues, 27, 18. He says, the next day as gale force winds continued to batter the ship. Isn't that what happens, man, when we are walking in an opposite direction of the will of God? We just get battered by things. We get battered by people. We get battered by places. I'm spitting all over it up here. We need some of that hockey like plexiglass right here. The next day, as gale force winds continued to batter the ship, the crew began throwing the cargo overboard. Here's what happens in those moments of desperation. When you realize you're in a place you shouldn't be, when you've created this storm, what you try to do, everything you can do to fix it. So I'll start getting rid of some stuff. i start getting rid of that. i start getting rid of this. i start letting go of that. I'm just a sink or swim, right? I'm just getting rid of everything I can to, to correct the situation. Verse 19, it says, The following day, they even took some of the ship's gear and threw it overboard. Won't you do some stupid stuff when you're trying to fix a mistake? Right? I feel like I'm talking to saints now. I've got a message for sinners. Falling day, they even took some of the ship, stuff that don't even make sense to be doing. Like, hey, you're going to need that, man. This reminds me of like when me and my wife clean out my garage, which we have to do every spring and fall. As soon as she goes inside, Joe, I start throwing away stuff that I know I shouldn't. And you know what's crazy? I think she, we ain't seen that in six months. You know what happens the very next week? Hey, babe, have you seen that uh, thing? You you know, like the thing I threw away that we hadn't seen in six years. You just do stuff that doesn't even make sense. Verse twenty. Listen, the terrible storm raised for many days. Some of you, you're not in just this time span. It's a mindset. This storm's been raging for years. This insecurity. Hey, you know what's? You know what else is a terrible storm to be in that you create? And I think it gets overlooked a lot of times. But the terrible storm some of you in is pride. It's a battle. And you're prideful. And you know how I know you're prideful, and you don't know how you're prideful right now. You're telling yourself, "No." I'm you're saying, no, I'm not, you're prideful. A terrible storm raged for many days. Listen to the hopelessness and the helplessness right here. Leave me here too, please. It blotted out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. Do you know how really easy it is to go from once you're in a moment of despair, the next moment you find yourself is in depression. That's what's happening here. They were were in a moment of disparity. They're they're throwing things overboard that doesn't even make sense for them to do that. But they're trying to reconcile a storm that they should have never been in. And that's what happens when we walk into places we shouldn't be, we begin to do things that don't even make sense to try to justify And eventually, as we continue on in that storm, this is what happens to them. It blotted out the sun and the stars until at last all hope was gone. I'm talking to real people right now. I know what it's like to be so far into a storm that's raging with raging seas and blasting winds that all hope is gone. I know what it's like to get to a spot in your life to think this is all I'm ever going to be. I'm not ever going to be able to overcome this. I'm not ever going to get around this. All hope is gone. I know what it's like to have no hope left. I know what it's like. See, here's what's happening is, this is their God back then, okay? They did not have GPS. So the stars and the sun would have been their God. And once their God was gone, their hope was gone. For many of you sitting here, you don't rely on the sun, the stars, and the moon, but you rely on a person. I'm talking to the person who's been divorced, and that was your God, and you don't know how you got to where you are, but now your God is gone. I'm talking to the person here who's experienced the death of a loved one. They were the thing that guided you through life, and now all hope is gone. And I want to tell you this. You may have lost your God, but you have not lost your God. There may be some things that you have lost that don't make sense. There may be some things that are lost that do make sense. But I just want to remind you that you have not lost your God because he promises, and I'm going I'm to show why he can make this promise or at least tell you why in just a moment. But he promises to never leave us or forsake us. I think about Romans where it says nothing can separate us from the love of God. You know what's wild about that verse? Do you know what nothing means in the Greek? Nothing. He just took you to seminary really quickly just like that. So it means nothing. Now, this could be tough to reconcile if you're anything like me. So I read that verse. I think about this. So even when I create these storms, even when I step onto this path that I know I shouldn't be, even when I allow my mind to form an opinion that I know is not healthy, you're telling me nothing can separate me? Nothing. Nothing can separate me from His love. And equally important to not miss is nothing can separate him from you because he chose you. You must understand that about the gospel. It's always about him. We receive it. We don't earn it. We don't work for it. We don't deserve it. Nothing can separate us. So to the person in here who's found themselves at sea with all hope gone, you may have lost your God, but I assure you that our God, your God, is still with you. Listen to verse 21. It says, no one had eaten for a long time. It says, finally, Paul called the crew together and said, men, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. I know what all you're thinking right now. You didn't know Paul was a woman. That went over much better than the first service, by the way. Y'all are stiff necks. Go ahead. Paul said, you should have listened to me in the first place and not left Crete. You would have avoided all this. See, there's been times in my life where I made decisions, and I had people that genuinely cared for me saying, Peyton, don't do it. Don't go there. But you know what I did? I went there. I didn't care what you said because I'm prideful. And you remember back when we first started in verse 10, Paul was the voice of God said, Hey, we should not do this. I guarantee you, for those of you who are in a storm of life right now, or you've been through one, surely there's someone in your life that has said, Hey, I don't think that's a good idea. Probably shouldn't do that. But what did you do? You didn't listen to the voice of God through them to all others above them. You would have avoided all this damage and loss. Do you know what I would give sometimes to go back and listen to those people who were trying to speak some life into me? Do you know what I could have avoided? Years and years of addiction. Years and years of pain. Years and years of loneliness. But I'm so grateful that God takes all things and me. He says, but take courage. Take courage. None of you will lose your lives. Maybe this is Paul. Leave me here. Even though the ship will go down. So it's listen, there's good news and there's bad news. The good news is it's going down. But I'm not. The bad news is you're gonna lose the ship. Because how many of you know, even in the storm, and even, even in repentance, even in God's grace and mercy, there are consequences. I think about the thieves on the cross. Wouldn't it, isn't it fitting that as we celebrate our Savior's resurrection, that he would go out between two thieves? Jesus hanging there between both of them you remember one of them said remember me," while the other one bought them. you know what's crazy about churches Jesus is at the center and there's a group over here saying God remember me and there's others over here that I don't even know why people come sometimes okay. Some but there nailed to the tree was our Savior Remember the one guy said, Hey, remember me. And Jesus told him what? He said, When? shot again. He told him when? Today. Not when you get better, Alice. Not when you have it all figured out. Not when the image of the life you want is you've got everybody fooled on social media. But today. So here's what's wild about that: there's two thieves, right? And one says, Remember me, he repented. The other mocked. Don't miss this. There's consequences, brothers worship grace. One of the thieves died in bad news, but take courage. None of you will lose your your lives, but the ship's going to go down. You're going to face some consequences for the storm you're in. I mean, it's going down. I'm going to lose some things, but I'm not going down. Listen to what Paul said in verse 23. He said, for last night, an angel of the God to whom I belong and whom I serve. This is important, and you've heard it. It's not just about who I am, but it's about whose I am. And I'm a child of God and whose." He's the one that I belong to. He's the one that I serve. And Paul said, last night an angel of the God that I serve, that I belong to, stood beside me. I'm so grateful that God was send his protection to stand beside me, not behind me, ashamed of me. Not even so much in front of me to protect me, but beside me, to walk with me. And he said, don't be Afraid, Paul. He's telling some people in here this morning. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. Don't be afraid. You've not been given a spirit. You will surely stand trial before Caesar. What's more, listen. God and His goodness has granted safety. To everyone sailing with you. So here we see this. These men set out into a storm that they shouldn't have been in, basically creating their own havoc and their lives. And it says that God, in His goodness, is going to spare them all. So you want to know where God's at with you this morning in the storms that you've created, in the places you shouldn't be in His goodness? He's right beside you. I want you to think of the messiest person you know. You are the person that when they call, you don't want to answer the phone. They're always bumming money. They seem like they're never going to change. And you don't want anything to do with them, right? I'm so grateful that God because that's me. That's, That's who I am. God's standing right beside me. Jesus died between two of them. Don't be afraid. What's more, God and His goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. Remember, this angel of the Lord is speaking to Paul, this man of God. So here's some kind of responsibility I think that you have. It's also a privilege that you and I have. God's grace on me will not save you. But don't you think for one moment that God's grace on me can't influence you. Don't think for one moment, Robin, that God's grace in you can't influence your, your community, your children. So because of Paul's obedience and his love for Christ and in God's goodness, everybody that was with him was saved. Do you know what kind of privilege and responsibility that is if you're carrying God's grace? I shared this with the, the, our first service and I'm a, by no means is my salvation equal my wife's salvation. She has to know the Lord herself. Save her Harper and Jude. I pray that someday I could baptize them they'll commit to following Him. But that's not up to me. That's up to them. But what I do know that God's given me, according to this and about a thousand other scriptures, is the grace that's on me. If I'm walking in His holiness, you can influence and protect my wife and children. If you're a man married to a woman, you say you love Jesus. If you're watching online and you're a man married to a woman, you say you love Jesus. That's an incredible responsibility, brother. And you better take it seriously, because the Word of God also says this. Draw me in really close on that camera. I'm talking to a man sitting behind the screen right now. You claim that you love Jesus, but you deny your wife. The Word of God says that he will not even hear a man's prayer if he's not loving his wife. Hey, news flash. this is needs to be said. If you're a man in here, and I think men ought to step up, to be honest with you. If you're a man in here, and you don't feel like you're hearing from God, I challenge you to ask yourself, am I loving my bride the way I should? I don't know about you. But that's freaking heavy. You're telling me my relationship and my status with God is to be God is getting with your father. You need to go making sure that you got a good pulse in your body. What's more, God in His goodness has granted safety to everyone sailing with you. Verse 25. So take courage, for I believe God. I don't know about you this morning, but I believe God. I believe that He has the ability to pull me out of the place that I put myself. It will be just as He said. Some of you you are doubting the promises of God and maybe you just need to say these three words inside your mind today. It will be. It will be. I don't care what they say. I don't care what she says. I don't care what the world says. It will be. Just as he said. So there's good news, right? Take courage. I believe God. It's going to be just like he said, verse 26. We'll be shipwrecked on the Nile. seemingly an odd way to end the message, right? Like, shouldn't we keep going, Pastor? But I think the point of God that He is proving, that He is speaking to us today is this. These men should have never set sail in this season. They should have never been there. Yet they went anyway. And in God's goodness, He redeemed humanity that moment, just like He did on the cross, just like He'll do today. In His goodness... Do you see the goodness, the heart, the nature of God that even when we find ourselves in these situations, we shouldn't be. We knew we couldn't afford it. I don't see how I can be courageous. See, the circumstances that I see are overriding the curves that I think you are telling me it requires to stand up and face these things. What is courage? How How do I become brave? How do I step up? I about, I think about these men, these women they run into a building. run, them, they run I think about, I think about these, these men and women who are protecting us They're facing death in the eye. And you know there's some scary things about that. That's courageous to me. Many of you, you're not going to get this because you're not me and you don't speak in front of people every single week. I'm just going to expose myself before you today. Make myself vulnerable. I struggle with insecurity so bad. And so for me, I have to tell myself, because I consider it an honor, a privilege, and the greatest responsibility of mankind, in my opinion, to proclaim God's word on me. I have to pray before I can Make me brave. Give me courage to step up here and get myself out of the freaking way. Make me courageous. Make me courageous. He says, So take courage. No one's gonna die. But we will be shipwrecked take courage. So then how do I become courageous in this storm? When I'm in it, you've got to learn to separate your courage from your conditions. You've got to learn to separate your courage from your conditions because when I sit in my conditions, I'm not able to drive up the ability to be courageous. When all I focus on is my problems, I don't see the potential of coming out of them. And so to do this, it's a mindset. I'm going to choose to be courageous. I'm not going to focus on my conditions. I'm not going to focus on my circumstances. I'm not going to focus on how big my problems are. I'm going to focus on how big my God is. He's calling us to be brave. He's calling us to take courage, to to take heart. You There's some things that are going down. You're going to be shipwrecked. You're going to experience some pain. you're going to experience some heartache. But you're not going down. There will be things around you that go down, but you're not going down because God is calling you out God is and the shore the waves. Those waves that are crashing you We're so glad that you've chosen to connect with us today be sure and stay plugged into everything that's happening at city lights church by following us on facebook instagram and twitter and subscribing to our youtube channel